so I hate you. Anyways, what I'm saying, let's just let's start there. Um, you know, That's all right. I'm glad. I'm glad. That. I'm glad that uh, you know it's not just the Rams in the division making noise. I'm actually, I actually, am glad about that. Um, obviously, I think uh, you know what do we what do we always say? We always say if you have a head coach and you have a quarterback, you have a chance, right? Yeah. And I think tell the Patriots that. You know, I mean, tell a lot of teams that. You yeah. know, like if you you feel like you have the guy. But what gets interesting, and the Seahawks are a great jumping off point for this, what gets interesting is when you pay your quarterback a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, it just naturally affects how you can structure the rest of your team, right? Absolutely, yeah. And when did the chips start falling um, uh, with with everything in Seattle? Like Mm -hmm. the Legion of Boom all wanted more money all around the same time, and there's just not enough to go around. You know? Yeah, you're not going to pay them and not pay Russell. Right. Yeah. Well, same thing in Packerland, right? I mean, I was going to say, there's a, the, the, theme, the theme is there, man. Yeah. Um, we, uh, the Packers are the, probably the most prominent example right now because it's fresh. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear your thoughts about who you think might end up as coach there. We could take some, we could take some way too early side bets or we can see where, uh, mm-hmm. where things like to land there. But, I mean, to further on with this point, there was a while there where the Saints were kind of, kind of stuck in like you know, I wouldn't say third like you know they're stuck in like third gear between third and fourth right they yeah. couldn't quite get rolling again. Mm-hmm. Um, they traded away Jimmy Graham. You're kind of wondering what's there. Are they ever going to have enough of a defense? Um, kind of what's going on, you know? And they've been able to put it together, but it's mainly by oh hello, is that Madera wine? It is murder wine. Yeah. Oh, is it murder wine? Is it murder wine? Duh. Um, but you look at the way the Saints have kind of rebuilt themselves. It's majoritively through the draft, right? That's the only way you can manage to do it when you shell out the big bucks to the QB because right. you've got the guys cap controlled then for a couple years, right? Yeah. Before they before they break the bank, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure enough, when guys start to want more money, you have to ship them out. Brandon yeah. Cooks, he's sitting there, he's balling. Saints are like, we can't pay you, buddy. Got to mm-hmm. go. You know, they managed to replace him in next to no time with Michael Thomas. They're like, we got the next guy. Yeah. We're good to go. And they well, just so this keep is going. I mean, we have, a, we have a theme for this, this show. It's the Heisman. I've been tweeting about it a little bit already, already to kind of like get people prepped. But, yeah. um, I mean, let's, let's talk about the Saints for a little bit. So, like, they're, they're having this kind of like this outstanding year, right? And is it because, I mean, like Michael Thomas, he's a rookie, right? He's a rookie? No, he's not. You're wrong. Oh, he's a second-year player? He's early. He's, a, he's, he's still a third, on a rookie contract. He's still on his rookie contract. He's oh, a third-year okay. third player. Third-year player. Oh, shit. Anyway, well, he's balling out. And yep. that's, I think, a big reason, a big part of their success. But, like, wh- like what else is contributing? Like, the Saints, obviously, they have a ton of money sunk in Drew Brees, mm-hmm. as they should. Yep. As one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But, like, what's contributing to their success this year? Like, how are they so successful when they have all that money sunk into a quarterback? And other teams aren't able to do that, you know? Well, they also did uh, – uh, they put they put some serious, some serious fuel in this fire by hitting on a bunch of draft picks in one draft. So, a couple years ago, they got um, Marcus Lattimore – uh, pretty awesome corner. They got their starting safety. They got Kamara. 
they got all these pieces all out of one draft, right? And, I mean, you say what you will about what constitutes a win as a draft versus what constitutes a loss as a draft. Mm -hmm. But if you're getting three-something starters out of a draft, mm -hmm. I think it's a pretty good draft. Oh, yeah. Um, and they got two guys that are at least Pro Bowl perennial, like Pro Bowl caliber players. So they did even better than get three starters. They got potentially mm -hmm. two, if not three, Pro Bowlers. Or, excuse me, they got three because they got Kamara's a Pro Bowler too. So mm -hmm. they got three pro bowlers out of a draft, you know, like that. Yeah. I think that expedites things really, really quickly. So you, you flip it. Uh, that's, you kind of see like what the, the, the model is now, right? Okay. Well, instead of having a quarterback on a big contract, when you've got one on a cap controlled early contract, yeah. then what do you do? You do what the Rams are doing. Mm -hmm. And you just get as much money as you can everywhere else, mm -hmm. knowing that you got to pay that guy eventually. Yeah, um, you have a window, right? Like you have a window where you can go out and get free agents. Right. And eventually you're going to have to pay the quarterback and have to flip the, the model and go like try to like hit on the draft, right? And it's funny that we've seen Seattle go kind of full circle through this model already because yeah. it started with them, right? With mm -hmm. with Russell getting the win so early. He was a third right? rounder, right? I mean, he was the yeah. third. Yeah. Yeah. So having him cap controlled set mm -hmm. them up for that whole run, right? Yep. Um, and so it's just interesting to see um, – I don't know what's going to happen with the uh, with the rest of the NFC. Uh, obviously, it's that's the conference to watch right now, though. I mean, as the NFC has its moments, but yeah. like the NFC is where so much action is. I think the NFC is where the better teams are. The AFC is a little bit more interesting in the kind of horse race to the to the playoffs. You know, like you have Casey and you have, have New England at the top, I think. But then, yeah. you know, uh, San Diego and Pittsburgh. Well, there's uh, no team in San Diego anymore. Oh, shit. What happened? <laughs> Just kidding. You're right. God damn it. Los Just Angeles call them the LA Clippers like the rest of us do when we uh -oh. see LAC. The LA Clippies. <laughs> <laughs> the LA Clappers. All right. So the, the guys with the clap or whatever they're called. Whoa. And then Pittsburgh. And then Houston, who's on this amazing – You know, actually, we're not even in our, in our topic yet. But anyway. There's no topics. 538, you know that, that website? It's kind of yeah. best known for the like political – analysis yeah. yeah i just did an article on the houston texans about this like they started zero and three they've won nine games since and they did an, a comparison of them statistically versus all of the other teams that's um have had these kind of nine game streaks after starting you know terribly yeah. oh, okay um, and the texans so that they're it's an interesting inter super interesting article because they are talking basically about how we probably shouldn't trust the Texans. <laughs> like right. their schedule has been so easy. Yeah. Like second easiest of the, the set of teams that they're looking at. Yeah. Um, but they also have had the lowest kind of average probability of winning of any of the teams that they looked at. Um, so they're, they're getting really lucky is what basically what the statistics are saying. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they're, they're on this incredible run. Like maybe like they have some good pieces. And since they added to um, Demarius uh, Thomas. Demarius Thomas. Yep. Like they seem a lot better. I mean, to have a compliment, um, you know, against uh, the other receipt. Uh, Hopkins. Watson. Yeah. <laughs> Hopkins. Sorry, I've had a couple. Yeah, you, you, um, you haven't watched any football this year. <laughs> I'm all excited. I'm all excited. I don't have my facts written down. So yeah, anyway, okay. um, but uh, to have like you know, a kind of a one A to the one receiver. Right. Like they seem to be like they're just kind of on this roll, but statistically according to 538 like we sh probably shouldn't trust them against sort of historical 
precedent. Yeah, what I've been surprised about them, to touch on the Texans real quick, uh, two things. One was uh, that when uh, Will Fuller got hurt, I was surprised that they didn't go after another speed guy to try and just replace his his element, um, his his impact on the field, right? They're like, okay, we need another guy to stretch the field. And Will Fuller's been, you know, astronomically good at it when he's on the field. That's the key point. So I was thinking, oh, maybe maybe they make a call to Tampa and say, hey, we just heard Deshaun Jackson wants to get traded. That's exactly who we need. Yeah. But the timing for that didn't seem to line up. So the more power to them. The Texans have clearly been able and willing to make trades and make moves. Um, that's how they got Deshaun Watson in the first place. Mm-hmm. But they went and got this uh, this trade together for Demarius Thomas. Now, on paper, I didn't really see. I was like, okay, Demarius Thomas, still a good enough receiver to move the chains. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's a red zone threat. He can big body people. But I'm like, is he really like a, the missing piece that they need? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've, over the last couple of weeks, found a little bit more ways to use him, predominantly in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and and almost conversely, letting Hopkins just move on the other side of the field mm-hmm. and just do his crazy sideline catch thing that he does a couple times a game every week. I mean, it's, yeah. it's crazy to watch. So them finding a way to fit Demarius Thomas in was a little bit of a surprise for me. Mm-hmm. And then secondary – they're running the ball better than I thought they would. Right. Um, I think everyone likes to just sort of ahead of the curve denounce that or declare that some guys are just done and they're just over. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, Miller's yeah. been this guy that's just been around for – he's not old, but he's been around long enough to where you're like, oh, no, they need a new guy at running back. Like they, they need someone else at running back. And sure enough, I mean, he went for a, a ginormous run last week and mm-hmm. – um, he's had a couple good weeks in a row, I'd say the last two months, uh, which pretty much covers that win streak of theirs, right? They've- yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other part of this article is that they were saying the first six games, um, they were really pass heavy. They switched the, the script and went really run heavy. And since then, they're kind of, you know, unbeatable. Well, it makes so, sense. I mean, yeah. going run heavy, it's not just this whole dynamic of, oh, it's just easier. It's just, no, it plays to your strengths better, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not a team that's got a lot of speed and can't stretch the field, you mm-hmm. can't just be sitting in shotgun all day and dropping back. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. Right. Hopkins can only do so much when he's ever left alone or even in some kind of space. So you run the ball to create that space, right? Then you start getting Watson on the move. He can roll out. He can do all these other things. I mean, I just think it, it plays to more of their strengths of the team that they have right now. Um, if Fuller never goes down, Maybe they never make this change, and that's what's kind of crazy. Right. I know. Isn't that – that's interesting. And I feel like – so the Houston – like the Oilers uh, – no, Oilers. <laughs> God damn. What <laughs> year is it? Just tell know. me right now what year it is. I, you know, I live my life in like 1998. A quarter mile at a time. <laughs> <laughs> a quarter mile at a time. About 14 feet at a time. At <laughs> um, <laughs> so the Texans, they did – they went out and got Thomas. And I think that's completely changed their season. Sure. And the Giants went out and got Cooper. I feel like that's completely changed their season too. You're 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 but, absolutely you're absolutely drunk. It's the Cowboys that got Cooper. God damn it! That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Although the Giants have also had an incredible kind of turnaround, but but it's mostly from OBJ like throwing touchdowns. Well, he decided Whatever to play that. quarterback. I want to see. I meant what? I meant Dallas. I meant Dallas. So yeah, so Cooper, like it's it has kind of it's really changed that offense to where. Like they are, they're contending for the NFC East as crappy of a division as that is, but they're like, you know, they might win that division. Well, it's a uh, against the 
Houston Oilers. It's funny. <laughs> back, in, back in 1997 or wherever we are. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see what's happened with Dallas too. I mean, their defense really, really played uh, some, for lack of a better term, inspiring, yeah. like, yeah, like, and it disgusts me to say all this, but I know, they, I know, they, I, I, I agree. They were, they were hustling to the ball, man. I could not, mm-hmm. you could not, you know, couldn't say anything else about it. Um, and, and there's always this, I find it funny. This is going to be a little bit tangent, but I find this funny. With as much of a role as Breeze was on, right? He was, he was cruising. He's, mm-hmm. His road numbers were astronomical on their own. His home numbers are even better somehow. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's just having an amazing year, right? And then he has this game against Dallas where they're just getting pressure on him. He's mm-hmm. a little off timing because some of his passes are off and all this stuff. And people are like, oh, that's it. We found the blueprint. This is how you beat Drew Brees. You get pressure. And I'm like, no, that's just – that's how you beat anybody. You get pressure. Come on. Right. How many years has this guy been in the league? I you, know. It's you just – it's funny how it always, it always kind of goes that way. Like, people yeah. forget that pressure is this, like, great equalizer. And then it reminds everybody that it is. And they're yeah. like, oh, that's it. You just do that. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that. it's the NFL. So, on any given Sunday, you know, a team like Dallas is going to – rise to the occasion i mean they were out of their playing out of their minds on defense i mean yeah. i haven't seen them play like i mean they, they've got some serious athletes up there right like sure. like um marcus lawrence is crazy mm-hmm. um you know uh easily could could lead the league in sacks um in a given year uh you're finally seeing uh um uh jalen smith you know play it's a couple years removed from his uh his knee injury that guy would have been a top not even a top 10 pick. He would have been a top five pick, you know, if he had not hurt his knee significantly. I think it was in a bowl game back when he was at Notre Dame. Um, and then um, Lane Van Der Esch, you know, playing a middle linebacker, like kind of the heir apparent, obviously, to Sean Lee. Um, you know, it's just they you got that much athleticism in your front seven. You should be chasing people all over the field and, and cleaning them up, right? But um, Well, and that's a good point. Like, without even without Sean Lee that they're doing this, like they've, Sean Lee hasn't been there for a couple of years, man. I mean, I'm not well, trying to just rag on him. I'm just saying, like, he's a great player when he's in, but he's he's hurt a lot. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the book on him. Yeah, um, but yeah, they have some good talent on defense, and I mean, it's interesting because you know if they lean on Ezekiel, you know, and right and that and that defense, like that's kind of a young swarming defense. I mean, you know, they might actually be kind of a threat, but. The NFC is so good. There's so many good teams. Like, they're probably not going to get very far this year. Um, but it's kind of, I mean, not that I like watching Dallas in any way, but it's like, it's interesting to watch. Yeah, I mean, I guess when, when so many teams are doing it in sort of like the, like the, new, the new way, the new offense, the new waves that are going on with mm-hmm. uh, the way Kansas City's doing it, the way the Rams are doing it, you see mm-hmm. – the Saints have always kind of done offense in their own kind of, you know, exotic fashion. The Patriots still kind of – they're a little bit more um, – I'd say they're a little bit more like of a bludgeoning like like offense than they normally have been. But um, they've got their own kind of mix to it. To see the way Dallas is doing it, it's kind of just that classic sort of just like establish the run play action and then go with it. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. The teams, from, the teams in Texas are running similar offenses right now. And seems to be working for him. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? 
Nami, Nami. Yeah. Well, so this this episode is supposed to be about the Heisman because the Heisman Trophy is going to be awarded um, on Saturday, right? So just a few days from now, we're recording on Wednesday, December fifth. Um, so should we let's shift to the Heisman? Maybe. What do you think about that? I have a couple like kind of fun facts about the Heisman. So. There have been 80 winners of the Heisman. So it was first awarded in 1935. There have been 80 winners of 81 awards. So Archie Griffin was the one guy who won twice. Um, how many of the Heisman, of the 80 different winners of the Heisman, do you think went first in the NFL draft? So went first best, over- best player in college football. Went first overall? How many of them went first in the NFL draft? Do I have to hit a number dead on, or can I set a line and go? Yeah, I mean, let's, let's like get in the ballpark. Let's see if, yeah. Out of 80? Out of 80, 80 players, yeah. How many went number one overall? Yeah. I want to say like five. So 21 actually went first overall, which I, I guess I find that a little surprising because, I, I mean, in some ways you'd think that the – the best player in college football should always go first overall in the NFL draft, right? Like, like the best player in football should be the first guy taken. But in, others, in another sense, like it, it's the NFL, like there's different – I don't know. It kind of it plays a little bit to what I think is the bias of the, of the Heisman. But I, I'll, I have some more to say about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So of those um, – of the 80 players, not of the, of the 21, but of the 80 – how many would you say are in the Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame? Of the 80, how many in the Hall of Fame? Well, mm-hmm. I was already way off on the five, so I'll have to try and be a little less, mm-hmm. uh, a little less intense with this one. Um, in the Hall of Fame, I'll say, I'll say 10. It's very close. Nine. There have been nine out of 80 players, so about one-ninth. Yeah, <laughs> number have actually made it all the way to the NFL Hall of Fame, which to me is almost more imp- impressive than the 21 who were taken first overall. Like if you're taking the first round of the NFL draft, you're obviously an ama- a great player. Yeah, you have a chance at the Hall of Fame or something. But nine of those players have been in the Hall of Fame, so that's pretty that's in- interesting. So who would of? I mean, you know, I don't know if you, how much you kind of were reading up on the Heisman and stuff before this episode, but um, out of all the Heisman players, it's actually kind of a recent guy. Who do you think uh, had the highest percentage of the votes? So, you know, they do this kind of ranked cho- choice voting where it's like three points for your first choice, two points for your second choice, one point for your third choice. So what player had kind of the highest, uh, highest vote total? Of mm. winner? Um. I would probably have to guess Reggie Bush. Oh, snap. Well, well done. Well done. Yes, ah. Reggie, Reggie Bush. The one guy to have his, his award vacated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he uh, won in 20, 2005 with, I don't know, like some crazy percentage of votes. I, can't, I didn't write it down. Um, so two, two people have won the Heisman as a freshman. Do you have any idea who that, those folks might be? They're also mm. fairly recent people. Mm. 
Yeah, I think uh, – well, my first guess is that they're probably quarterbacks because yeah. freshman running backs don't usually get enough of a chance, nope. and receivers rarely win it all in all. So mm-hmm. that narrows me down. And you said they're recent, so I'm going to already think that's within the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. So let's go back. Uh, Jameis? That's one of them, yep. Okay. Because that team he was on at Florida State was amazing, and I think he won the national championship, so mm-hmm. assuming he had a really good year too. Yep. Um, and I don't know. I don't I want – like, initially I would, would have said Mariota because I know Chip Kelly's offense is putting up numbers right away. Yeah. But I don't feel like he actually won it as a freshman, and I know he won it later. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I know he didn't win it twice. Right. So that's not him. Uh, so who else is recent that I think could win it? Who won it early in there? Oh, Cam. Uh, Cam Newton. I don't, know, I don't know what year he won it because he he's not the other person. No, oh. but he he won't. So he must have won it a sophomore or a junior. Damn it! No, Cam actually did. He played one year at Auburn. It must have been his junior year. Is that right? Oh uh, yeah, that, that must have been year that he that he won because he was a oh, okay. Yeah. So. You want me to just tell you? Yep. Johnny Manziel. Johnny Football. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Should have known. That jerk. That guy. Yeah. Um. So there've been there've been three wide receivers, two de- two defensive ends, one defensive back who I bet you could ma- name. Oh, that's got to be Sir Charles. Yeah, Sir Charles Woodson. And all the others were quarterbacks or running backs. So yeah, that's it's kind of a little biased. It's like. It's like the award for the best running back in the league in the in college football for the first half of ex- existence, and then the best <laughs> quarterback in the in college football for the second half of his existence. But um, I could talk about the Heisman curse too if you want. It, but so one kind of fun thing that I I found out researching this was um, that Army has more Heisman Trophy winners than Alabama. Well. You gonna make some excuse? Come on, <laughs> Army? Really? Um, how, I mean, how long has the Heisman been around? You said eighty 19, years. Nineteen thirty-five. Yeah. How long has Alabama been prominent in football? Like nineteen thirty-nine. I don't know. Like they've been around for a long. I mean, they've been prominent, right, for a long time. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, so Heisman caliber players for them. <laughs> what is it? Is it? Is it know. like? Uh, is it Sean Alexander? Is it uh, Mark Ingram? Like those are those are yeah. all Derrick Henry. Those guys are all. Yeah. Guys in the last, uh, you know. Sean Alexander didn't win, though. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. But those are, yeah, Mark Ingram. And I'm just flexing good yeah. knowledge that I know that's where he went. <laughs> <laughs> he had a good NFL career. Not a, I wouldn't call it a great NFL career, but good one, yeah. So the schools with the most winners, too. And this, then I'll be done with my stats. Um, well, actually, who, do you want to take a guess at who has the most Heisman winners? School? Yeah. Their schools. Um, well, you said didn't you say Army? No, they had two. Oh, they just had they more. Had, sorry, they had three. Alabama had two, but there okay. are a couple of teams with seven, and then a couple of teams with six. Okay. Uh, I know Florida State's got to at least have three. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, so, or if not four, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I'd say Florida State. Uh, or. 
don't know how many is Michigan really gonna have. I feel like they're all gonna. Just Charles. Ohio State. Ohio State's probably got two. Nebraska's probably got mm-hmm. two, three. I'd say Florida State, but I, I'm assuming that like uh, I know Florida's got a couple. Ohio, Ohio State has a couple. Uh, well, if you think about kind of the the you know since 1935, like yeah. one of the storied franchises in college football um, was like the Four Horsemen of Notre Dame, right? Right. Right. So Notre Dame is one of the top ones. So they have yeah. seven. Yeah. Ohio State has seven. Okay. USC has seven with an asterisk because it's right. Reggie. Yep. So really six. They have six officially. And yeah. then Oklahoma has six. So those, those yeah. are the top schools. Yeah, it's not, that's not overly surprising. I mean, USC had an insanely good run there with uh, – we were just talking about quarterbacks usually getting them. They yeah. had a bunch of quarterbacks in a row come through there. Well, and uh, when I went to USC for one, the one year that I went to USC. You were the Heisman for the one year that you went. I wish I'd – when I went there, <laughs> um, there had, they had only had four winners at that point, and they were all running backs. Oh. So, so okay. So it was Marcus reason. Allen. Yeah. Yeah. OJ. Um, OJ, Marcus Allen. Uh, uh, I can't remember the guys' names, but, yeah. They're all running backs. And since then, it's been like Matt Leinert and guys like that. I, I just think like this, this recent trend of the Heisman of it's basically a quarterback unless somebody – and they're like maybe one running back in contention. It's just like you well, think about it statistically – sorry. You think about it statistically. Like how statistically likely is it that every year the best, court, the best player in college football is a quarterback? Right. It's not statistically likely. Yeah. When Aaron Donald was a junior or a senior, yeah. was he not the best player in college football? Come on. He might not have been. I, mean, I don't know. But I mean, maybe I, not. Maybe not. But I get, what I get what your point is, and, and I do agree, because it's like, what are you asking? What does it take for a running back to do it mm-hmm. um, comparatively to some of the quarterbacks that have, that have done it? And, and the funny thing is, when you start looking back through the last – let's just look, through, look back through the last um, – the last five Heisman winners, right? It's Baker, Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, Marcus Mariota, and Jameis, right? Right. Four quarterbacks to one running back. Yep. But key element that all these quarterbacks have that I just mentioned is they can all rush the ball too, right? All of those guys are mobile. Okay. Yeah. Lamar point. Jackson in particular, insanely mobile, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mariota, no slouch in the running department. Yep. Jameis obviously can. Baker obviously can, can do it as well. Um, so it's not it's, a little bit more of a pocket pastor, but true exception there. Yeah, true. But it's like, not just it's, and you know, so I guess what I'm saying is like, not only is it seemingly skewed a little bit towards quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but especially if you're a quarterback that can run, you're immediately in the conversation. I feel like, uh, um, which is funny because that doesn't always translate to the NFL. And it's, it seems like it's more of like a college MVP award as opposed to best player in college football. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But if you talk about MVPs, uh, awards, you go to the MVP in the, in the, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a quarterback conversation every year, right? Running, running backs don't get the nod and, mm-hmm. and we don't, I don't know when they will because, and I've been, I've been touting this little theory for a while now that the NFL basically came up with this. Oh, we have the MVP and we have the offensive player of the year award. Right. Like they have these two. And I think one, they just created to be like, we got to throw a bone to like running backs or like Calvin Johnson having 2000 yards or something, yeah. you know, like there's gotta be something mm-hmm. outside of just, Oh, well, 
it's Tom or it's or it's <laughs> or it's you know it's Rogers again or Tom who, Drew, Rogers or yeah. who is it you know like I mean Bree's getting the cold shoulder from all these guys. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You know. Uh, so but that's what makes me think. It's like in college, it's like an MVP award. It's not actually the best player in college football because, like this year, um, what's the guy's name from Houston? The uh, the defensive tackle, um, uh, Ed, Ed Oliver, Oliver, right? Yeah. Like, why is that my guy not even mentioned in yeah. this? You know what I mean? Like, he could easily be the best player in college football, but it's he's not even going to get considered. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like an MVP award. No, I agree. And I mean, for the fact that, you know, there haven't been, I mean, look at the guys that have come out of college uh, on the defensive side of the ball that you knew that you knew were going to be studs. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, were they in college? I mean, you'd like to think so, but I just, it's kind of blowing my mind how, there have only been so few defensive players, you know, that have yeah. done it. Like, and, and the way that three, there's been three. Right. In 81 awards. <laughs> three. And, and the way that like um, guys that Charles did it or, you know, um, you go back further and it's. You go back to like 1937 or so. Like these like defensive ends. There are two defensive ends at one. Yeah, and guys were playing both ways at that point. So they're yeah, yeah. They could have just as easily. He's probably know, the long snapper and yeah. the punter. That's not possible. But anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> like he was probably like yeah, they were probably playing both ways and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're like oh, they could have just as easily been classified as a running back instead, right? Mm-hmm. But I just I don't know. I just feel like you know, <clears throat> yeah, maybe a corner's not going to get it every year. But and maybe even not a safety, but like mm-hmm. they're stud linebackers almost all the time. You're telling me guys like Luke yeah. Keekley or guys like right. you know um, JJ Watt. How come he was not? Would, yeah. I mean, maybe he was considered. I don't know. Maybe he got some votes. Yeah, I don't know. But I doubt he was sitting in New York. I I don't remember actually. But yeah, that's the, that's the problem. Is like history only remembers the winners. We don't remember the other guys who were sitting there watching. You know, kind of politely clapping for the guy who won. Right. It's true. Um, well, do you want to, I mean, you want to weigh in on who should win it this year or is it, is it more just about, you know, talking just, about, you know, just kind of bitter about all these, <laughs> like the way that it's decided, like it's supposed to be the best player in college football. <laughs> it's like the college MVP is what I like is. how, I like how we went for it. We went to, we started calling this the Heisman show and it's because we're bitter about it. It's not because we're like jazzed about the, the Heisman who's going to win it. And it's, it's like, well, Here, it's, you got to listen to me. This all, the is guys wrong. Are, all the guys that are in the running this year are all yeah. like, it's all quarterbacks except for Daryl Henderson from Memphis. Like who I don't even really know. I haven't seen him play at all. Like it's, you know, I mean, what I so the ESPN experts poll uh, has Kyler Murray at the top. Mm-hmm. Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Yeah. Tagovailoa. And then Dwayne Haskins, Will Greyer. So, and then Daryl Henderson. And then Gardner Minshew, my guy from Washington State. But I think it's only the top five that go to New York. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, it's usually. I think it usually depends on how close of a vote it actually is, is how they do it. Oh, okay. um, at least that's just sort of been my interpretation where it's like, if it's a landslide and this guy's got, you know, hundred percent of the vote, they're maybe only going to ask three guys to come. Okay. But if there's like, it's close, they might ask like four or five. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, it looks from what a, you know the voting, the actual tallies of the votes. Yeah, it looks like at most maybe the top four will go. So Kyler, Tua, Dwayne, and Will would be mm. the guys sitting in, and they're all quarterbacks. Yep. You know, again, like it's like they're they're on good teams that are winning, and they're the quarterbacks. So it's like an MVP award. Yeah. Um, which bugs me, to be honest. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, so one of the things we talked about doing for this episode was. Uh, do a kind of a little snake draft. Like if we were putting together an NFL team currently, like if we were like, and we could take these guys when they were, you know, when they were prime or like, like you know, coming out of college, who would you build a team around? So, um, oh shoot, I should have had this queued up, but I, I have a little thing that can like randomly decide um, which of us goes first. Okay. But maybe we could do like a little uh, kind of four – Maybe four round, three round, four round. Well, okay. What are we trying to build ideally? Like a quarterback, a receiver, or like a lot. I don't know. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like it's what, whatever you would kind of build. Your well, I mean, how many positions? Or just, just four each? Four picks? Yeah, it's four picks. So, okay. you know, it's a, you know, maybe it's four quarterbacks. That would okay. make a lot of sense. Um, I'm sharing my screen with you so you can see. So I have this little thing that'll decide kind of randomly. It'll pick one thing out of a list, right? Okay. So, um, let me put your name and my name in here, and then we can we can decide. It'll randomly pick who goes first. All right. All right. Are you ready to pick? Do we? You want to get started on this little mock draft? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Okay, so. Ooh, crap. You get to go first. God damn it. <laughs> all right. You go first. Uh, out of all 80 winners, Archie Griffin won twice. I just want to point that out. I, I he, hear you. He probably should be your first pick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I would just say, it. okay, I'm Archie taking, Griffin. I'm taking Barry Sanders. God damn it. All right. I knew you would. I knew you would. And, you know, I just – today, just tonight, like, before we started, I watched top 50 runs of Barry Sanders. You can watch that once a day, and you'll have a better uh, life. You will have yeah. a better life because you you've will laugh. You've probably seen that very video, right? I mean, that's – Yeah, you will laugh in a way that you didn't think is humanly possible Ooh. watching him just so make – here's food. the thing about Barry Sanders. I just want to – I mean, he is – like, we'll get on with the mock draft in a second. But there, it's worth spending a little time on Barry Sanders because – a couple things that I picked up from watching his top 50 runs. So one is how he set, set things up. Yeah. Not just set up blocks, right? Like it's, it's one thing to like you fake outside. So the blocker gets a good angle and you go the other way, you know, like that's one thing he would set up guys like who were just trying to tackle him. So he would like, he would read their, um, he would read like not their body position and their momentum and then like cut against that. Like it was like just so he was so good at that. Like lots of guys do that to some degree, but he would just like kind of read like the guy he's like moving at this speed, this direction, his body's in this position. I, I just have to go this way in order to get like, make the guy just not be able to even touch me. It was like, it's just uncanny. My thing with him was always that regardless of what was going on on the play. And I mean, granted, he obviously had plenty of plays where he like, you know, they end up being, three and five yard losses because he's trying to right. he's trying to run by people and everything. But 
even then, um, or even with those in mind, the plays that stand out in like a 50 play highlight reel that wrote that, you know, I'm sure it just looks amazing. Um, is, was his ability to just make it come down to just one guy. And it was just like, mm-hmm. there's 11 guys running around. There's chaos out there. Yeah. And he's like, Oh no, I'm just worried about you. And you got to worry about me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to get you off balance, either yeah. shoulders or, you know, stutter step or what have you. But I mean, I don't like, like people were trying to tackle him too. It wasn't like everyone oh, yeah. just got air. A lot of people got air, but there were people that got their hands on him and it still yep. didn't matter. Like he Yo, just ran yeah, yeah. through people. His legs never stopped for going. And well, yeah, it looks just, like in some cases he would like kind of let the, let two or three guys kind of hit him yeah. and just absorb it and then yeah. run around him, you know? He's, he's an alien. But there he's was one alien. play in particular where John Lynch, your guy. Lynch your, talks about it. Lynch still DM. talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't – so there were other guys that I saw him kind of turn around. Like they'd like yeah, yeah. spin around and fall to the ground or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Lynch. He, he sat he, him down. Well, he, he like – he kind of started to cut one way. Yeah. Like kind of set him up like, oh, I'm – now here's my fake. But yeah. then he went, he went back the first direction. And right. Lynch, he just didn't move. It's yeah. not like he didn't get turned around. He didn't, like, miss the tackle. He just, like, didn't move because he didn't, yeah. like – he was, like, fr- it was like a freaking statue. It was, yeah. it, was, it was just beautiful. So and This is probably prime, you know, prime Lynch when he was lighting yeah. people up all over the league. Oh, yeah. Um, One of the best tacklers in the league at the time. Yeah, and was smacking people in their mouth. Yep. But he talks about it, and I don't know if I'm – fully paraphrasing you or not, but he was like, yeah, you know, like we know the concept, we know what the play is. We schemed it up. <laughs> the play, the, like the design was to get, you know, either yeah. me or Brooks. Me one-on-one like, on one with, with Sanders. He, Everyone else is blocked or whatever. Well, either me or Brooks, like in yeah. the A, in the gap. Yeah. And, and sure enough, he's there. He's at the line of scrimmage. Like he's there. <laughs> oh, I know. And it's just like, oh, nope. A loss, but and no, then, like, nope. Various, just, little twist, the just subtle, got sat down. Oh, and, and Barry takes it to the house, too. It's not just that he yeah. gets by Lynch. He house calls it. I know. So, excellent first pick. Goddamn you. There could be no other. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. But I have to say, my pick, first round, if Barry's off the board, is Marcus Allen. Marcus, fair. That's fair. Touchdown machine. Yeah. I would build a franchise around that guy any day. Right. And he had kind of two different careers, right? He had the electrifying dynamic runner career. Um, and then he kind of had the like just touchdown monster, like you said, um, um, part of his career later on, uh, especially with the, with the chiefs, uh, uh, ironically. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. And it was, it was crazy to me um, to watch highlights of him uh, and just see what he was doing. Cause I mean, you talk about Barry Sanders. I mean, they're, so many times that Marcus Allen made the same type of play. And how many guys could even say that about like, yeah. Oh, that was, Oh, that, yeah, that was like Barry Sanders, but no, this was like the same type of play Barry Sanders would make. I mean, turning your back to the field, running back and forth, um, you know, just beating guys to the corner. Like he just, yeah, he was able to do it all. It beautiful to watch too. It's just like you would, I mean, you know, some of the clips you watch are in kind of in slow motion or whatever, but it's like, kind of make a cut and then just kind of like he'd almost like stop and survey what's going on and then just go straight up field yeah just kind of run through everybody with these like beautiful long strides and stuff i mean 
anyway, I mean, he was so productive, so many touchdowns. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to go wrong with Marcus Allen, but um, that would be my pick, my first pick. If Barry is – I would have taken Barry, obviously. Well, that's – I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So – Maybe not. Are we doing a snake draft? Are we doing how many rounds? Uh, we could four do six or four rounds. We could do snake. Um, okay. I mean, Ooh. that way you go you go back to back here, then I go back to back. All right. Okay. I'll take that. Um, so it's my pick. Yeah. Yes. All right. It's a. It's kind of a tough pick. All right. But I think I have to go Charles Woodson. All right. I was wondering when he was going to go in this little exercise of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one of the best defensive players of all time, I think. I mean, he's mm-hmm. just a game changer on the defense, like closes up the, uh, you know, you, you know, if you're passing against Charles Woodson, yeah, you are taking him into account or you're a fool, <laughs> you know? So um, that'd be my second thing. Yeah, that's, that's uh I mean, what can you say about Charles? He's probably, I mean, he's in the conversation, obviously, for, you know, one of the best corners ever, one of the best defensive backs ever. I mean, yeah. he played safety at a at an elite Pro Bowl level for the final couple seasons of his career, um, you know, kind of cemented his legacy with that, that championship run that Green Bay had. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, I mean, everything about being a shutdown corner, I mean, he was that dude, but still – was like, oh, well, they're not going to throw it to me. I'm going to still find a way to, like, force fumbles, mm-hmm. um, get my hand on, like, you know, a deflected pass, uh, take it the other way. Like, he was just – the guy – the ball was just kind of like – like, it was just a magnet for him, mm-hmm. you know. And um, he always found a way to make huge plays. Uh, going back to college, it was legit. Like, you can't punt the ball to him. You cannot give right. him the ball. Yeah. Like, he's going to take it back to you. And – um you know, he was dominating the game in a way unlike – a lot of people had – in a way that people had never seen before, mm-hmm. uh, unlike any other players, what I was trying to say. Uh, for someone not being a receiver, not being a quarterback, mm-hmm. not being a running back, um, he was still in control of the game. Um, pretty, yeah, to pretty be the only de- defensive back to win the Heisman. Yeah. I tells mean, you a lot. Tells you a lot. Yep. I mean, he's kind of like – you know, Earl Thomas has the speed – Cam Chancellor had the physicality and Charles Woodson was kind of a, like he was like both of those guys in one person, right? Like he could cover the entire field and he could go and like disrupt whatever is happening. Um, yeah. And there's, there's something to be said about the certain, there's certain types of players that, especially on the defensive side uh, that they've, they've had this mentality to them where when they get their hands on the ball, they're going the other way with it. Right. Like yeah. no one ever thought Dion was going to just like go out of bounds when he got the ball. Um, <laughs> Say Woodson would try and go the other way with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed Reed, how many clips have we seen of Ed Reed going like a hundred yards? Because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I got the ball, I'm gonna go yeah. try and score. Yeah. Um, and Woodson was obviously one of those guys too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, that's was a great pick. It's you know can't go wrong with either of these guys. Yeah. Um, and so that's pretty strong. So uh, to recap, I've got Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. You've got Marcus Allen, and Charles Woodson. I mean, that's that's. Can you imagine? I mean, like. I'm going to start an NFL franchise. I'm going to start off with Marcus Allen and Charles Woodson. Like I, I'm feeling pretty good about that. I would. I mean, there's no reason not to. There's no reason not to. All right. So um, your second pick. Who's your second pick? So um, 
going back and forth, you know, here I'm just obviously you like to go best player available and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I mean, if you're talking about a guy that can uh, kind of do everything, um, you know, kind of wondering when you're going to start taking a shot at the quarterback here. What are you going to go? Cause there's so many to choose from like we've been talking yeah. about, but um, I feel like with, with Barry Sanders being such a workhorse, mm-hmm. um, you know, going another running back just seems like it's kind of, it's not a waste of a pick with this much talent, but it's kind of just, I'm not sure, you know, mm-hmm. who would I, who would I really want there? So yeah. I'm going to have to try and fill out some of the other spots here and okay. I'm going to go Tim Brown. Oh, and I knew you would. I'm going to go Tim Brown. Tim Brown. I do love Tim Brown. Um, just, you know, don't let the, the Niner patronage fool you. Um, <laughs> I grew up, I grew up watching, both the Niners and Raiders um, mm-hmm. as much as possible. Um, it was a great time for, for, for me and, and like my football fandom. Uh, best friend growing up was a huge Raiders fan. Mm-hmm. I was a huge Niners fan. We watched both uh, each other's teams as much as we could. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew as much about each other's teams as we did about, you know, the teams that we, we chose as our favorites. Mm-hmm. So naturally being a huge Jerry Rice fan, I couldn't help but appreciate what Tim Brown was doing across the Bay. Um, the guy did it regardless of what quarterback he had, regardless yeah. of what system they were running. Um, you know, he just made money um, ran, running quick slants up and down people's, you know, um, up and down their defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, people forget because of how long he played. Uh, they forget how electric he was as a punt returner as well. Mm-hmm. Um even later in his career, he was still taking punts uh, back to the house. Yeah. So I think if you're trying to build an offense, um, you know, you take Barry, you take all the havoc that he causes, and then you got Tim Brown trying to leave him singled up. Let's see what happens. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. I mean, that's, a, that's an offense with some skill players already, you know. Um, that's, a, that's a good pick. Yeah, he's – yeah, I feel like he got kind of in his career, like his timing was bad or something. Like he got yeah. overshadowed by, by Jerry, you know. Well, um, it's just being across the bay, you know. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to – everything Jerry was doing at the time, um, you know, and like the fact that the numbers that he was putting up. But, I mean, it's not even the case of give Tim Brown, you know, Steve Young or give him give him Joe Montana. It's like, I don't know, give, give him anything better than mm-hmm. – a really old Rich Gannon that still managed to be MVP because <laughs> of Gruden's uh, offense being a perfect fit for all of them. But, I mean, I don't know. Give him like a Jeff Garcia. Give him like a yeah, give right. him a quarterback that's like just not super old and you never know what what could happen. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, he had Hostetler throwing the ball to the wrong team the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, he had Jeff George throwing it out of the earth when it, when it you know, was a – a five yard out and he's throwing to the hot dog vendor. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, you never know what could have been, but uh, Tim Brown yeah. was, Tim Brown was money. He was legit for sure. So uh, I'll try and speed this up. Um, okay, you got another pick. Yep. Another yeah. pick. Um, like I said, I was thinking quarterback earlier, um, mm-hmm. but there's so many quarterbacks to, to, to pick from. It's kind so of many, tough. So many terrible quarterbacks. Can we just be yeah. honest. Like <laughs> Ty Detmer, Gino Toretta, Danny Werfel, Chris Winkie. Um, you know, you can go on RG three and out. I mean, there's yeah. like you know, all these quarterbacks like you could pick from, I suppose. <coughs> but yeah, yeah. I, so I feel you're going a different direction. 
Well, I mean, inevitably, I do have to pick a quarterback. But since we're just picking four players, and it's not yeah. like we have to start like a, oh, you need a quarterback and two receivers and one yeah, running back. Yeah. As long as there's nothing like that, um, then you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep cranking away at what I think is the best uh, this position. And I mean, he didn't. You know, I didn't feel like he had like the the maybe the whole career that everyone thought. But I love this. I know you're going to take. God damn it! I loved this guy in college, and he's uh-huh. going to be the guy I'm going to take. It's Ricky Williams. Oh, Ricky Williams. Okay, yeah, uh, I'm okay with that. He, he's a great player. He's actually he would be the next player after the player I would take. So thank you for leaving him on the board. Okay, um, Ricky, man. Yeah. I mean, Rick- if you could have what was it, 2002? I think Ricky. You know, 1800 yards, Ricky. That guy every year. He only had that one year where he was like really, like, like really showed his potential. If you could have that guy every year, you'd you'd be winning championships. I mean, that he was such a dominant runner. Um, well, yeah, if we we look through it real quick, um, drafted in like ninety nine was his rookie year, right? Mm-hmm. He went for a thousand in in uh, the next year in two thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, 01, 12, 1200, 1245. Yeah. Then, um, first year with Miami that you alluded to, 1800 mm-hmm. and 16 touchdowns. Like, he had right just an insane year. Yeah. Um, the following year, still not bad, 1300 uh, and nine touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You're not going to replicate 1816. That's not, that's not happening. Oh, I know. Yeah, um, yeah. and then things started to kind of fall apart. He got beat up and, um, started missing some games. Uh, managed to come back for another. 1100 yard 1100 yard season in 2009 but i mean the 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 way like you know if we were taking this as a oh like this team would exist now and these players would exist now or whatever you're talking about yeah. i mean uh, uh a backfield that could do with, with this many things with mm-hmm. ricky williams you know catching the ball um barry making people look foolish i mean i'd feel i'd feel pretty great and and the other thing is you know Combo backfields are the vogue. They're they're in vogue now. They're yeah, everything, yeah. right? That's what everyone's trying to do, um, unless you have a workhorse. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, his his ability to impact the passing game um, as well as the rushing game was just, you know, that was everything. And also, he's just that guy that you could give the ball to. You. I mean, there were games where he had the ball, you know, thirty times. Like there, right. he's just that dude. Workhorse. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, I feel like he could he could break one but he could also like pound it in on short yardage. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he kind of had it all. He was like massively powerful, yeah. but also fast. And just, yeah, he was like a real football player, you know, like it's kind of the highest compliment. Um, cool. Well, so for my next so, pick. So who would I leave on the board for you? Aha. Bo knows. Uh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. So it's kind of ironic that Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson would end up on the same team, <clears throat> consider what happened in, considering what happened in real life. But, um, I mean, Bo was an athlete. I mean, this yep. guy, you know, I was a Seahawks, a young Seahawks fan when Bo Jackson ran over uh, Brian Bosworth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was, you know, Brian Bosworth, who was the $11 million uh, over 10 years guy or whatever, like the most, the most, the highest paid player in NFL history at that time. And Bo just ran over him, you know, just showed him up, showed him to be like this. Well, and Bosworth had good form. He had, he met him at the right time. He like, he, 
Oh he, yeah, he, it didn't did, matter. Yeah, he did everything right, and then just got nope. taken over. Yeah. Uh, was Bo it against? Was, was it against Seattle too that uh, Bo did the house call where he just ran into the tunnel, or was that? Uh, I think that was the, maybe the same game. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> like Bo. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm not a baseball fan, but my favorite baseball player of all of all time is from Bo. So he's right. deep in right field. He's all the way in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> guns the guy down at home plate yep. for an out. I mean, this guy was just an athlete all around, you know. And if it weren't for the hip injury, he would be among – in the conversation for best running back of all time. I mean, he was easily – Yeah, and I think the only reason, you know, a guy like him doesn't come up more quickly in a conversation like this or even in the greatest running backs conversation, I mean, he obviously was, um, uh, you know – the best athlete most people have ever seen mm-hmm. um, pre pre maybe like LeBron James or whatever, when the conversation was a lot of a smaller pool. Mm-hmm. Um, now you've got these crazy athletes and maybe it's a, a larger conversation, but I mean, Bo still stands up to those guys, um, whoever you want to throw out there. But mm-hmm. it's just the known, the known fact that you don't know what the rest of his career would have been. Right. Like we don't know. I know. I know. And the whole, and the whole time that he played, he played both sports. Right. So it wasn't yeah. like we ever even got to see, him as just a football player, right? He was always right doing football goal. player, conserving his body in the off season, like that. We didn't see that, you know. Yeah. And I, so that would be my maybe my caveat, my little asterisk on this. Like I would, <coughs> I would, I would formulate the con the contract so he didn't play other sports. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like lift all the weights you want, but come yeah. back fresh to football every year. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, he played from '86. To ninety four uh, minus ninety two, he didn't play in ninety two um, in baseball, right? So seven years in baseball, and then you know the the four just four years in in football. Yeah. But we're still talking about him today. That tells you what he's able to do. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about highlights that have everything? Mm-hmm. I mean, his highlights have everything, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking of my draft in terms of, like, guys who could play today, you know, and, like, Mark Salen, Charles Woodson, Bo Jackson, those guys, they would have no problem competing against oh, yeah. the yeah. players of today, you know? Yeah, I think Bo Jackson would actually get fined for hurting people. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so snake draft. Uh, sorry, are you – let's see. Who's, who's up? I don't – I've lost track. You picked. It's you again. Barry. Then I picked Marcus and Charles. Wait, sorry. What was the order? Then you picked him and Ricky. I picked Bo. So it's me again. Yeah. All right. This well, at this pick. point, all right. It's my last pick. At this point, I got to go quarterback. Yep. I mean, really. <laughs> I don't know. Paul Horning, you know, like legend, <laughs> right? Like, but I don't know what would he do in today's NFL. Like the guy had three thousand yards passing, yeah, total in his career. He had like fourteen hundred yards rushing, and he was a kicker. Like, okay, he's a legend in the NFL, but I don't think he would do well today in today's uh, NFL. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the other list, like Jim Plunkett, Vinny Testaverde. I mean, there's like all these names. I mean, Cam Newton is a serious candidate to me. Uh, uh, actually, mm-hmm. but I think 
to me, it's down to either Roger Staubach or Doug Flutie at quarterback. And <laughs> I'm literally kind of flipping a coin in my mind. I don't know which one of those guys that I, I would take. Roger won the championships. Doug Flutie was an amazing athlete who just like found ways to win. He was kind of the Johnny football of the NFL, if you know what I mean. Like Johnny football when he was in college, scrambled around, made, found, made these like wild plays, like found ways to win. Um, I actually remember watching in real time live the pass mm-hmm. from Doug Flutie and like waking up my, at that time, not toddler nephew um, because like his dad and I were just like jumping up and down like, oh my God, I can't believe that. Like that just happened, you know, the Boston College pass. I mean, it was crazy. It was, it was really fun. Um, but I think what I'm talking myself into is Roger Staubach. I think mm-hmm. I would go Roger Staubach and quarterback. Pocket passer, but, you know, just like solid, like dependable quarterback. Yeah. To be honest, like the quarterback class, the quarterbacks in the Heisman Trophy are not that impressive. I know. I it's know. an MVP award. It's not the best college football player award. So, yeah. but out of those guys, I think to round out my, my roster, I would take Roger Staubach. All right. Well, I mean, that's a winner. He, Four he, Super Bowls. Yeah. What can you say? I mean, he's, mm-hmm. uh, he's, uh, He's uh, he's the guy that like I think he's part of the guy that uh, part of the reason that, um, that that playing quarterback itself is is the sort of like it gets the spotlight on it that it does right I think um, he had a lot to do with that you know him yeah. and and guys like Namath obviously but like you know it's it's definitely yeah. definitely been something that <clears throat> like history would have been different if if Stavak wasn't around yeah. um, so being that it's down to me and it's my fourth fourth spot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, quarterback is the name of the game. You mentioned all the guys I was considering. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I love Flutie, and I think he'd be super amazing to watch in this, uh, in this, in this like day and age where, you know, quarterbacks are protected a lot more. He probably would have played a lot longer, mm-hmm. um, been able to do the Flutie like things. Um, I would just go with Cam because I feel yeah. like he's he's built for this era. Um, he's actually slowly progressed into a much better. Um, uh, in terms of numbers and, and completion percentage, better passer than I thought uh, yeah. he would kind of ever turn into. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's sort of getting caught in that same kind of mix that we were talking about to kick off the, uh, to, uh, earlier with um, teams that invest in quarterbacks kind of have to figure out their way around it. Um, yeah. He's sort of getting stuck in that, um, you know, that grind as well. But Yeah, then, then they, peak, they peak kind of peaked around – the end of his rookie contract. I mean, that was like when they were kind of super cool, super bowl contenders. Now they're having to like transition, like figure out how to get back there. Right. Yeah. And I mean, they've lost, uh, uh, they've lost four straight, you know, just to, to flip it back to now. So they were six and two looking pretty strong. Um, some impressive wins, you know, in the Mm -hmm. beginning of part of the year, but then, um, you know, so I don't know, but his shoulders hurt or something, right. Is it like that's the case right now or, I think there's certainly something going on. I mean, he's, it's, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's necessarily like holding back on, on it or anything like that, but um, I mean, I think they're just, they're just really lacking from like all of the, all of the complete pieces of an offense, right? They've got yeah. McCaffrey's this 
awesome do it all back and uh i think they're really missing the uh the security blanket or the the composure of greg olson um he's just getting up there and hasn't been able to to stay on the field and i think that's really hurting them in terms of like that sort of safety net um across the middle uh able to move the chains and that stuff but anyway um that rounds out that rounds out the uh, the Heisman mock draft mm-hmm. fantasy mock draft. Kind of a fun exercise. Feel like it'd be cool if we we cook up some more of these things to do. Well, I mean, so let's look at our rosters. So, yeah, Barry Sanders, Tim Brown, Ricky Williams, and Cam Newton. You got to be feeling pretty good about that, right? I mean, like if you were to like, I'm gonna build my NFL franchise around those guys. I mean, yeah, you're doing cartwheels, obviously, if you're getting those guys. I mean, right. that's at least that's at least two Hall of Famers, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Cam got an MVP. Ricky Williams got a rushing title. You know, you could do worse. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sitting here with Roger Staubach, legend, for, you know, four Super Bowl uh, wins, right? I mean, he won four Super Bowls. Um, Marcus Allen, Charles Woodson, Bo Jackson. I mean, I'm feeling pretty good, too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what does this really tell us? I guess the thing is, like, these are the best uh, 80 players in college football. So if we were to build a franchise around the eight best, the top 10% of the 80 best college football players since 1935, we should probably both be feeling pretty good, I guess. This feels like that like word problem you used to get in math class of like a train is leaving Cincinnati at 85 miles an hour. Another one is leaving Baltimore at, you know, 62 miles an hour. And when are these trains going to make you not want to watch either the Bengals or the. (laughs) Exactly. And it's going to be immediately. That's the answer. You don't want to watch the Bengals ever. (laughs) Especially with AJ green and. Oh man. They're so hurt right now, man. Oh, Carson Palmer, whoever their quarterback is, out. You, uh, wait, you, we'll go back to what year you think it is in a little bit. <laughs> uh, why can't every year be 1984? Listen, listen, Uncle Rico. I, don't I know mean. if they would have put you in, <laughs> you guys would have won state. I'm going to throw it over that mountain. <laughs> yes. You're sitting in a hot tub with a soulmate. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so we both won our draft. Actually, what we should do, we'll, um, I'll post this to Twitter later. We'll uh, ask our Twitter followers. I think we have a couple, we have a couple of Twitter, <laughs> Twitter followers. It's like four Twitter followers or whatever it is. We'll try and get an odd number and see if we can get a deciding vote. Um, okay, because yeah, we have 82 followers now, so we need one more person to follow us, and then we can have a vote where it's not going to come out tied. Anyway. So for our 82 followers, ask them which of the two of us won this mock draft. Are you reading from a teleprompter that's going really slow? Because that's what no, I feel I'm like you're doing. Dramatic. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> that's why the pauses. <laughs> okay, Shatner. <laughs> Relax. Which of the two <laughs> of us you're off the rails. is the winner. Please stop. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Yeah, I think I won. 
I don't know. That's cool. <laughs> you probably think you won. Which, actually, in today's NFL, you might have won. I mean, Roger Staubach, the thing about, well, not to get too into the weeds about it, but, you know, like having the pocket passer, it's traditional. You can kind of like, there are known problems and known, like, benefits of that. Yeah. The Cam Newtons of the world. Like, I think, like, in terms of our skills players, you know, Barry Sanders, Ricky, Ricky Williams, Marcus Allen, Bo Jackson, you know, a great receiver in Tim Brown, a great defensive back in Charles Woodson. Like, I would call that kind of a wash, right? Like, you, like if we narrow it down to the quarterbacks, who both of us, I will point out, took last. Yeah. Cam Newton, today's NFL, is made, you know, like, being able to stress a defense by doing the RPO and all that. Yeah. Like, you may have the, like, a, I, I hate to admit it, a slight advantage in that. I mean, I'm kind of a traditionalist, maybe. Like, with Staubach, you know, standing back there, dissecting a defense, kind of the Peyton Manning, um, you know, Tom Brady mold or whatever. The mold, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, that's something, like, there's it's a known problem set. Um, but Cam Newton, it's hard to argue against that as, a, as an option. Yeah, it depends what you're trying to run, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, obviously, you could say that, oh, well, then you have to elevate the pieces around Cam for the RPO and everything to work, right? Mm-hmm. But then for Staubach, you can just, you know, just give him enough relatively complimentary pieces and he'll obviously – Win Super Bowls, right? So yeah, but, um, I mean, but sorry, but you put Cam Newton in a backfield with Barry Sanders and Tim Brown, he's probably going to do okay. Yeah, I mean, an RPO, and then <laughs> it ends up going to Barry Sanders somehow. Yeah. Right? Sure. You got you got sure. Tim Brown on the jet sweep. You got Barry Sanders as a threat in the backfield. That's true. That's true. You're probably going to do okay. I think if you're running, if you're running a if you're running an end around where Marcus Allen flips it to Bo Jackson coming around full speed. I know, right? Someone's, someone's getting a locomotive through them. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let our Twitter follower. Oh, sure. one of them. We have multiple. We have multiple. We have three. At least three that I know of. A few, a few Twitter followers. We'll let them decide who, uh, who won this, this mock draft. Um, that's pretty interesting. Actually, it's, it's just kind of fun to like, get a chance to talk about these like legendary players. Yeah. I'm glad we could put some positive spin on the Heisman episode as opposed to what was going on the first <laughs> 10 minutes we were into it. The MVP award, you mean? All right. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to win? We, don't, did we, we didn't cover that, right? We didn't actually cover that. All right. Um, I actually want to put, I would have normally said Kyler Murray, but um I started looking into it a little more, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, so Kyle Murray's got more total touchdowns than mm-hmm. Baker had last year, and Baker won it. Um, and he's Baker got won, like Baker won as a junior. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And so, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for that, right? If you're just, you know, apples to apples, try to compare guys from from years prior. Yeah. But. Um, I'm starting to kind of get on this train of uh, Dwayne Haskins uh, mm. from Ohio State, uh, mainly because I think uh, just some of the signature victories are there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, against uh, a big win over Michigan um, just recently. 
And uh, I don't know. I just feel like some of the other guys have sort of slowed down their momentum, yeah. whereas he's kind of picked it up. So sometimes it's just – it's also about being hot at the right time, you know? Yeah. Um, sure. And um, actually, he's, he's also got 47 touchdowns. So it's not like he's um, – uh, second to to Murray or anyone in that regard, um, and uh, you know only to eight picks. I mean, he's not. It's not like he's just throwing the ball or turning the ball over. Um, mm-hmm. The crazy thing here is the number. You know, you look at the numbers Tua has put up while skipping most of the fourth quarters. I mean, he probably would be running away with this if he needed to play um, mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. But I think that tells you a competition for Alabama, and then b how good their team is in general. Um, you know, just blowing people out so he was kind of off my list pretty quickly actually because i'd feel like he wasn't going to play enough um you know so i think it's between murray and haskins and uh out of the two of them i'm, I'm actually going uh i'm going haskins even though pe- some people are saying murray is doing he's doing bo jackson like things because he is also a highly touted baseball prospect oh is that right oh yeah the, the oh, a's okay. actually i believe uh um, have already selected him. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like. Uh, yeah, Haskins is somebody. Actually, I saw him play last year as a mm. freshman. I was impressed by him. You know, and um, he reminds me a lot of the uh, Arizona quarterback. Well, I can't remember his name right now, but um, this kind of that, like the kind of poise, like he's mm. kind of a. Oh, you mean Rosen? Uh, no, no, not not the like the current uh, Arizona quarterback. Oh, um, ah, crap! I can't remember the guy's name, but he's kind of like he's kind of a big-bodied guy who stands in the pocket. He's like he just doesn't show a lot of fear, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and Haskins, he to me he projects as a as a NFL quarterback better than maybe the others. Um, mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, I don't actually know a ton of – I haven't actually watched a ton of Kyler Murphy's uh, – Kyler Murray's uh, games, but um, like the Alabama games, like like uh, Tua seems, seems like a, kind of a smaller guy. Like he's like mobile, yeah. but he's not like um, – I don't project him into the, court, into the NFL as quite the same player. Yeah. Um, but then again, like is that the measure? I mean, it's really like it's who's, who's best at the college game, right? And – um, it's kind of hard to argue against, you know, like kind of Alabama's record or like how they're dominating the college sure. game. So, um, but, you know, I also, I'd love to see like a left tackle win or something. You know what I mean? I just, I just, I don't know. It's yeah. Like it's I one wish. thing to be like the best quarterback on the best team or something like yeah. that's fine, but um, that doesn't mean you're the best player in the country. Yeah. No, I understand. And, I mean, there's certain players, I guess, certain positions that are going to always kind of be phased out, not just O-linemen that we're talking about. But, you know, I mean, there's D-linemen that we've seen over the years that have just been dominant, you know, like Sue when he played in college. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of guys like Gerald McCoy. Um, uh, I know they're from the same draft. But, you know, like guys that just like playing nose tackle, you can make a lot of a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, you know, every year there's a – linebacker or two from from Alabama that are awesome and we're like what right. about those guys you know like you saw Roquan Smith from Georgia last year he's a phenomenal phenomenal middle linebacker um they've had a couple of good ones come through you just wonder for these schools that have churned out 
so much pro level talent um, year after year. Uh, Georgia's pretty high up there, uh, and Alabama's obviously usually leading the charge. But um, and you just wonder when these when these other positions might start to get to love, or if they ever will. You don't know. If they ever will, I think that's the question. Like Khalil yeah. Mack, like when did he come out? Two thousand was it twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen? Uh, yeah, it was pretty recent. Um, I mean, when you project, like, you look at his... 2014, yeah. So, Mark Mariota won that year. He's yeah. been a good quarterback. He's not a great right. quarterback in the NFL. But Khalil yeah. Mack is a, he's a wrecker. He wrecks offenses. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. how is that guy not the best player in college football? I mean, I guess... Yeah. I don't know what what's the difference. Like, is the is the game that different? Does it like, um, I don't know. It seems like the best player in college football should project to be one of the best players in NFL. I mean, yeah, you know, eventually. Well, I mean, you picked a good you picked a good little um, little toss up there with Mac because if you start reading off the guys that went in the draft in 2014, mm-hmm. um, so 2014 was Jadavian Clowney. Mm-hmm. And then um, legitimate, also like legitimate, right? like first like game yeah. wrecker um, yep. and, you know, playing a, a very important position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cleo Mack, you got, uh, I mean, several guys that I'm skipping over quickly to get to guys like Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Aaron Donald right after him. Oh I don't God. know. If what that's, a draft. This is in it. This first round should, I mean, go back and check it out. It's pretty insane mm. um, for a first round. Like there's a, there's uh, obviously there's misses, you know, there's going to be guys that don't pan out, but you've got plenty of guys. I mean, superstars, not like just top, stars, like right? the like, guys that I named. I mean, that's a lot for a top 12. Much Marcus less Mariota won the Heisman. That's that's my point. It's like, yeah, right. Out, out of that group, OBJ, Aaron Donald, you know, all these guys like Mariota won the, be- yeah. the Heisman best college football player. Really? Like, he was well, you, the quarterback on maybe the best team that year. <coughs> or one of the best teams that year, right? Like, but he's yeah, not excuse me. necessarily the best player in all of college football. I don't, yeah, I mean, C.J. Mosley. Um, there's, mm-hmm. like, a ton, there's a ton of guys. This is still first round, you know? Like, yeah. We keep going through the second round. I mean, I don't know. You know, Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Carr, who you could argue is on, Adams? on par with Mariota, right? Deva- I mean, Devontae Adams could be, you know, in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, you know, like this. So, is I don't know. I mean, maybe it needs to go back to being the uh, whatever athletic club award <laughs> that yeah. it started out being, you know. Right. Um, but it's clearly not the best college football player. It's like, at this point, it's the best quarterback and if not quarterback, running back of college football. That's right. the award. That's it. That's and it. I don't know. You know, if I were a voter or if I had any influence at all, I would be lobbying for, like, let's still look at other positions. There are guys yeah. who make impacts at other positions. Yeah. And, I mean, granted, it's easy to look back and say now, okay, well, how does a guy like Odell not get mentioned and stuff there? But, sure. really, LSU was, was stacked. Um, but at the same time, he was making plays as a punt returner. He was making plays all over the field. Um, it's not like he was just doing what he's doing in the, in the league. But if he was doing what he's doing in the league in LSU, 
he would have been the, the top pick probably with uh, yeah. or him and Mac would have been one and two and Tommy would have been third or something. You know, like obviously that's not how it goes, but but all things considered, yeah, it's it's a quarterback if not someone. It's a quarterback and who else is the conversation. Yeah, and that who else is ninety nine percent going to be a running back um, in the current the current way that it seems to shake out. Yeah. Whew. All right. I feel like there's a lot of like there should be like bracket slash rant bracket and bracket Heisman a little bit Heisman know? venting mm-hmm. yeah a little bit but I think it needs to be said I think num- yeah. somebody needs to speak truth to power when it comes to this stuff. And the slant and go is just the podcast to do it. That's true. We literally have nothing to lose. <laughs> That's so true. Craig, <laughs> uh, I know you'll stick by us. That's yeah, true. We have Craig to lose, but we won't lose him. We'll be good. Oh, Craig's fine with this. Yeah. yeah. Um, we can also give the big news, right? This is the big news uh-huh. um, episode now with the uh, – fact that this episode will be the first one that we do that can go live on the app store mm-hmm. on the on apple Podcasts. yeah buddy. um right out the gate it'll be fresh and ready for your ears oh, asap man. good to go this, is, this one this is the this is the first episode that will kind of automatically be pushed to the non people that are subscribing to our podcast yes <laughs> All none of them. All, all none of them are going to get this instantly. Yes. So none of your business. Yeah. Um, you know, we should set a we should set a an OKR, uh, you know, objective key results kind of goal for the next podcast, which is not that far away, mm-hmm. to have maybe two people instantly get this podcast pushed to them. So okay. Craig and Somebody else. Some, yeah. some, Obviously, what we're saying is just download. You guys don't have to actually like listen or play that. We just no, no, want no, you no. to download it. In fact, it's better if you don't listen to it. Just yeah. rate us. Rate us. Give us five stars on iTunes. Right. And an auto-download. Subscribe if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. Um, yeah. Next podcast, I just want to kind of throw out there, is going to be going like really going back to our roots. We actually had another episode where we said we went back to our roots, but it was like we were four episodes in. It was meaningless. It was too early. No. Why did we even say that? Why did I say that? Anyway. You're very very dramatic. (laughs) I am. I try to be. Um, So, but 10 days from now. So today is Wednesday, December 5th. Yeah. On Saturday, December 15th, we're going to be podcasting live. Not live. It's going to be recorded. I don't know what I'm saying. From New York. It's Saturday night. (laughs) Live from Cupertino. It's Paul and Eddie's. World famous Paul and Eddie is uh whatever Jaegermeister bar Monte Vista Jaegermeister Inn something in we're um, gonna be we're gonna be live Paul and Eddie's doesn't know that so nope. we're gonna show up with our microphones and everything and try to set and up at a table but record from the parking lot it's cool it doesn't matter it's, nope. it's all gonna be something it'll be a podcast anyway so 